0: Welcome back to the Main Street Dish, where we're dishing on all things Disney food and drink from Pavilions to Pandora, Hollywood Boulevard to Main Street USA. On this episode, we're dishing on all things new food in Disney. We're dishing on the brand new Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, the recently opened Narcoozies, and the newest Disney restaurant to the Michelin Guide, Toledo. Plus, Happily Ever After is back, and we're dishing on the dessert party. I'm Bethany Vinton. I am Bella, one half of Millennials on Main Street, and this is the Main Street Dish. And welcome to the weirdest intro we've ever seen. <laughs> uh, hey, we made it through it, and that's what matters. <laughs> exactly, exactly. If you've noticed at this point, we do not have Colin, who is our intro man. And our, who's going to do the uh, the ending? I know. We're going to have to make it through this whole episode. Yep, yep. Colin is too busy being in Anaheim right now in order he to is. join us for this episode, which we understand, and it's fine, but, you know. Yeah. Life goes on without Colin for one episode. So this is the first episode we've ever had where we're missing one of our co-hosts. It is. It is. Yeah, we did a bonus episode. We did. But other than that, I mean, we have not not done one without one of us. So it happens. That's what happens when people, you know, he went to Disneyland this week and I feel like he had a good time. So yeah, yeah, exactly. It's our turn to come through with a good podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we're going through your recent trip. Yeah, and talking new foods, which also are great because there are a lot of places you've been too, so we can mm-hmm. discuss the reopening and how much beautifuler, beautifuler, mm-hmm. more beautiful mm-hmm. they look. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited. Are you drinking something right now? That's my question. I am actually. And I know I it's am. a Disney drink too. It is. Yes, I'm drinking a shawf. It yes. It's what we had in our fridge, to be honest. I'm not the cocktail maker in the family, so... I knew going into tonight that it was either going to be whatever we had in the fridge or possibly wine, if we have wine, which we may. But I found this in the fridge, so I went with it. It's a good choice. You can't go wrong with it. No, you can It's It's an easy drink beer. I really do appreciate, though, that Colin is the cocktail maker of the group. So even yeah. like me, I don't, I, I rarely make a cocktail for these situations. Currently, I'm just drinking a glass of red wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it- it's a stretch, a stretch for us. It is. It's a little, it's just too much. I looked at the bar cart and then I said, no. (laughs) And then I said, a shop is great. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Exactly. It happens though. Mm -hmm. But we are, like you said, dishing on all things. New foods that I tried this week. I went to some brand new restaurants, revisited some old favorites from us, some not favorites from us looking at you Toledo. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I did the dessert party. So we're just going to run down through these because we've talked about these so many times on the podcast where we've broken down like, oh, this is one of our favorite spots. Can't wait for them to reopen. Narcuzzi's, mainly being one of them. And yes. it finally reopened. Narcuzzi's has been open for a little over two weeks and it is back and better than ever. So we're going to jump into Narcuzzi's to begin oh, with because I cannot it wait. Is- Uh, Okay, we just need to start by they remodeled. So they've Mm -hmm. been closed about a year. And this has always been my biggest beef with them. And I know you have had the problem, too, because I'll let you air your grievances, too. But I just felt like the decor was so stale. It was this bright blue color that just felt plasticky and not rich and luxurious. Like I'd expect something at the Grand Flow, yet alone something as high priced as Narcoozi's. So I hated the tablecloths. There was tablecloths Mm -hmm. on the table. Then they have gotten rid of those but I think one of the biggest pet peeves you had was the bar yes yes I, I hated the bar now we never sat there but we sat close to the bar yeah, exactly <laughs> intentionally but we sat close to the bar and every single time we sat down in that restaurant I was like I just don't I just don't see myself going here to have a drink at that bar yeah there's no was reason like the sunken in bar yes which I don't know who designed that to begin with but poor choice <laughs> it yes it was a poor choice but so what does the bar look like now She is level. It is. They clearly knew that was a problem. And it was really funny because we went and we were talking to one of the managers there who had actually come over from Ohana. His name was Matt. He was awesome. Hmm. But he had gotten pulled for Narcoosie's and he said he looked at photos online because he had actually never been there. And he was like, but what's the deal with the bar? Said dinner. He was like, I got pulled for narcoosies and I looked and I said, Why is the bar sunken in? And mm-hmm. when he finally came in for the remodel, it's no longer that way. It is light, it is airy, it gives me a little bit bougier of a Sebastian's. That's nice. the vibe that you get. So, same cups. I think that Disney just has a surplus of those same exact cups because mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're also at La Hacienda that I went to. Yes, they are everywhere. They are. Yeah. You can't get rid of those cups, whatever mm-hmm. they are. But it is the light refresh it needs. That place, style wise, has now become just as great as any other restaurant on Grand Floridian property. So, my biggest pet peeve, finally gone. I'm glad because I will say it did give you like, kind of like almost like a seafood restaurant in your home yeah. in your like hometown kind of vibe. I was before. like, it's a Jersey Shore vibe. And put- being two people from Jersey, I feel like we can say that. Exactly that's what I'm saying that's exactly what it looked like before it just and they were charging probably equal to what they're charging now I mean Uh maybe now it's a little bit higher it might be but either way definitely very close so I never felt like the prices for the meals were up to par to what the decor had you know I, I felt like it was definitely out of whack so I'm glad that they they understood that and they refurbished it because the photos that I have seen just do make it look so light and airy and beautiful so I cannot wait to go and see it this is high on my list i even said and i'll discuss this after we talk about food this has easily made my top three of mm-hmm. disney restaurants now it's it's easily there the service was outstanding the new atmosphere is phenomenal and the food the food at narcozis has always been good yeah yes it has always been good but there are a few things that i did try okay as for the sake of the podcast one thing we had talked about when the menu was released was the ocean inspired charcuterie board which has ahi tuna pastrami, charred octopus, and lobster sausage. It's $28. It's three little sampler portions. I have two thoughts about this. One, it was absolutely fabulous. Mm. The quality of everything on it was a 10 out of 10. My favorite being the lobster sausage. My server, Maureen, was like, it had onions underneath it, the lobster. You need to get all of it together. Absolutely phenomenal. My other thought was this would not be something I order every single time I come in. This would be something that I order on a special occasion or if I'm bringing guests to Disney because it definitely is an elevated charcuterie board and it's kind of weird to eat in that same sense with a group of people, but it is shareable, if that makes sense. Yeah. But overall, I was super impressed. The ahi tuna pastrami was phenomenal. The octopus was great. I was super impressed with this one, but twenty eight bucks, I was like, "Would I order this every time? Probably not." But it is good. Yeah, yeah, twenty eight bucks is definitely on the you know more expensive side, but it is very unique. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Not even just in Disney anywhere. No, it is so unique to what the aspect of a charcuterie board is and that nice take on seafood. Because again. Narcuzzi's is seafood. If you love seafood, this is the restaurant you need to book. And I think that that's great that they really went into to the seafood vibe because we were talking about if they were going to have some sort of not, not a theme in a way, you know, because before I wouldn't say it was heavily seafood, but it definitely had more seafood than most restaurants. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see that they really went in on that because I do think it needed something. Because Grand Floridian also has Citrico's and Victorian Alberts. They already have these phenomenal restaurants, so they definitely needed something a little different. Correct. I fully agree with that. It is heavily seafood now, which I'm here for. Seafood is definitely not my favorite thing, mm-hmm. but I can get on board it. Other appetizers that I had were, that were really great were the shrimp and grits. Mm. They were absolutely phenomenal. That is local Gulf shrimp with a peach barbecue sauce, low country grits, applewood smoked bacon, and chow chow. Another one on the list that I really like is the buttermilk fried calamari. You know we like a good calamari situation. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. It was delicious, and the pickled garden mix is olives. Oh, seriously! <laughs> wow, it's like it was meant to be. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, it's like it comes with the little the calamari your dip that you dip it in, which mm-hmm. is a tomato sauce, and then pickled garden mix, which is oh, just olives. I love that. And I was like stabbing it from across the table. I was like, "Give me the olives because they're I, my favorite." Every I time. I feel like the olives would pair really well with calamari because of like the brininess yeah Mm. Uh uh-huh 10 out of 10 for that as an appetizer those three i would 100 percent order again again the charcuterie i would probably just order in situations where i was taking people to impress them so the first time we all go we'll order it because it's to me it is the presentation it is a must order if you're going for the first time and you want something incredibly unique that you'll find nowhere else Mm -hmm. order the charcuterie but if not shrimp and grits are great the calamari is great you can't go wrong with those no. now my one question do they have bread yes was it good have, yes it's a sourdough which yes I that's think, what they had last time okay I think she said they have made the recipe even better okay because it was good last time so and they do the butter with the salt on yeah. top of it like the mm. brown mm-hmm. like big chunks of sea salt mm. it is so good she was like I added extra salt to your butter and I was oh. like thank you she knows what's up she really does because I was like, if you could just bring that salt out on the side and then we'll mm-hmm. continue to add it, I will take a lot of salt with my bread. I'm fine oh, with that. But, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The bread was absolutely phenomenal. And they also did have a gluten-free option, too, which is great. So, oh, Shini was awesome. able to get her own gluten-free bread with the salted butter as well. But it was a sourdough, and it was... Yeah. Oh, I remember that. We got more. I was like, eh, this is a situation where I will order more bread. Usually, I don't want to fill up because there's so much, especially when this restaurant just reopened. I wanted to try a bunch of new stuff, but worth it oh yeah definitely moving to salads though mm-hmm. we've talked about this one because they have the blueberry and barrel aged feta salad with tiny lettuces pistachio <laughs> a cornbread cracker and lemon curd dressing because this gave me vibes of the strawberry salad from citricos which is near and dear to our hearts yes let me tell you i'll put this in. i'll put this in second but like, a very close second i feel it like it was Phenomenal. Yeah, I feel just with the ingredients alone, I could tell that yeah. it would be up there. Just because it's it's so different. Like, the Citrico's one has, you know, strawberries and it has that goat cheese. When you look at both of these dishes on menus, they look similar but different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean but in a great way. I do mm-hmm. think that that's like, I love to start a meal with a really good salad. Same. And I love when salads have nuts and fruit. <laughs> Agreed. And the cornbread cracker mm. was this just thin little piece of shards of cornbread that were pretty decently sized absolutely phenomenal this to me I could have a night where I stopped at Citrico's and got the strawberry salad and then went here and then got this salad and then I'd call it a night oh perfect I feel like in Disney not all the time people want to eat a salad but my word it was so good Mm. it was so good and it's perfect too for warm weather which obviously is generally down there so our server said they're really good at seasonal salads, so I expect this to rotate through, which I'm not mad at. If you want to replace it and put a fruit that's seasonal, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But she did say that it's implied that it would be seasonal and that it would probably rotate through things. So makes sense. Important to note, but you know. All right. Moving on to entrees. We got a variety of things at our table. I'll go from my opinion of best to worst. Okay. I got the Gulf Shrimp Bucatini, which is house-made Bucatini pasta, roasted tomatoes, spinach, parsley, and a basil pesto. Pesto? Mm. Mm-hmm. It was, it was good. Here's the thing. I feel like ranking dishes here is hard because mm-hmm. they're all so phenomenal. The Bucatini was perfectly cooked, and to me, that's like, you and I are the same. Pasta not cooked properly will ruin an entire dish for me. Correct. And. It was cooked perfectly to the fact that I got this in a to-go box and then it sat in my fridge for four days because Mm. I was like, I really want to eat this later, but there were so many other things on the calendar for the rest of the week, but it was still good. I would put this at the bottom of my list, which says a lot because it was phenomenal. How were the shrimp cooked? They were cooked to perfection. Wow. I expect, I was worried. And that was when the manager actually came over because he said there was a snafu in the kitchen and the chef didn't like the way that something was cooked. And so our food was delayed. And so he came over and talked to us, and he was super nice and personable. And by the time he stopped talking, our food came out, and I was like, I feel like you were a decoy. Like, this is, it worked out perfect. But I, you could tell there's a very good attention to detail there that you don't see at every restaurant. The shrimp were perfectly cooked. Nice. And the manager said he has ordered this the last four nights he's worked. Like, he absolutely loves it. So, nice. Uh, also on my list that was good, and I believe you guys have had these too, is the, or a version of these from here, is the seared scallops with Parisian gnocchi, yes. which come with English peas, ham, truffle mayer, lemon cream. Phenomenal. Wow. Their like, scallops, I remember their scallops being mm-hmm. literally the best scallops I think I've ever, ever had on property. Yes. It puts every other scallop to shame anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I know that people want to talk about the scallops at the booth in the Canada Pavilion during the festivals. Absolutely horrid. Yeah. They're so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they're not cheap. It's fifty-two dollars, but at the same time, you pay ten dollars for two baby scallops, and on this you get this huge plate of these large scallops that are absolutely phenomenal and seared to perfection and then delivered right to your table. I love it. There I just I that is like the standout dish that I remember from when we went. And we we have I mean it was before COVID that we were there, so yeah. I just, I feel Narcoosies can't do anything wrong. I feel like it comes very close to Citricos where we say the same thing about every entree on the menu where you're like, whatever you order, you're probably going to really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, the absolute star of the show and probably the best thing I ate all week, and I didn't put it in my video of the best things that I've eaten just because this needs its own video, the blackened redfish, which is technically a whitefish. It came with a chorizo sunchoke hash hominy florida sweet corn and red peppers it was so good it was perfectly cooked the way that it was blackened was just absolutely phenomenal it was flaky and perfect i would order this next time i went i mean i ordered the shrimp bucatini this time i would order it. that dish would become my rigatoni wow that's that's how good it was and I you know, know. what I don't often think that a fish dish is something that people would continue to come back for. You know, mm-hmm. like a blackened fish, I feel a lot of seafood places do blackened fish. It's nothing special. But mm-hmm. I do think that good blackened seasoning is where it's at. It's not, you can do blackened fish wrong, Yes, you know? So I'm glad, I mean, I love blackened seasoning. So I would, yeah. I will definitely be trying this, not even a question. No, no you need to because yeah. it might be our rigatoni of the podcast from Europe. Like that's I have how to. good it was. I took one bite, and I was like, I will gladly trade you my plate. <laughs> my, my dad had ordered it. He was like, no. And I was like, OK. I understand, <laughs> and I'm fine with that. But I would like that, though, instead. Yeah. But overall, phenomenal. Every entree, again, rating them, they rate so close together that, I, and I think that's such a staple of Narcuzzi's where the food mm-hmm. is really exceptional. They genuinely care about the dishes that they're bringing out to your table. So Yeah, Definitely. Overall, very impressed. And one thing that's not on the menu that they said that they had were the double lobster tail because that was their signature back in the day. Yep, yep. Still on the menu. Very nice. Yeah, I remember getting Surf and Turf there. Do They They don't have that anymore? They still have it. Oh, they, they do. do. Yeah, I yep. remember their Surf and Turf being great. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong. No, you can't, especially with dessert. Yeah, you're going to intro dessert because I am a newly converted dessert lover at Narcooosie's and you are a long-term dessert lover there. Yes, yes. It has been in my heart for quite some time. This almond cheesecake, I'm glad they brought it back. I'm going to start with that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they brought it back because we happened to have it the first time by just coincidentally like accident. They, we were celebrating, I think an anniversary or a birthday and they brought it over With, you know, the happy anniversary written out on the table, or on the table, on the plate. (laughs) And um, I was like, what is this? And they're like, oh, it's the almond cheesecake. It's the best dessert in Disney World. And I was like, what? Okay, that's bold. So I had it and I have never stopped having it when going there or thinking about it when I'm not there. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is so good. It comes with this cherry... Mm-hmm. like not a kind of a sauce it's a sauce yeah. that really like cut the almond it was just it paired so well with the almond flavor and you know me I love almond things I mean I think that that almond muffin from Riviera I will also dream about it's on the same level of that it's just so it's the perfect pairing of flavors I fully agree it has a Lambert cherry sauce and a Chantilly cream yes there It's I'm telling you, you guys had hyped this up to me for so long. Mm-hmm. And so of course we ordered it because duh. Yeah. I took one bite and I was like, this has actually changed my life about how good cheesecake could be. Mm-hmm. It was that combination of the cherries, but also the sliced almonds that they put on the outside of it that look like scales and are it just is the most beautiful presentation ever. But the cheesecake itself is just absolutely phenomenal. There's mm-hmm. this is a no-notes dish. Like Correct. The yes. notes is, tell the chef this is the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. And I have always been a very big cheesecake fan. And I even think Same. if you're not, this
1: mm-hmm. would still
0: be good. for Like, you would still really enjoy this. And it's not a huge portion. No. It's the perfect but size to try. It is. It's very rich. It's the perfect size to try, especially if you have a couple people. Yeah. Um, but it's a dish. And, and I don't know if they're still doing this. I hope they are. But when you're celebrating in the past, they did bring it out. So, I hope they do. I don't know We they weren't celebrating, so I can't confirm that. But I swear, it, catch me at the bar because the bar is first-come, first-served-seating, having a lovely cocktail there, and then ordering the salad and that cheesecake and nothing else. That sounds like the best night. I will be there as well. Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave. Colin can stay in the room. He's yeah. not going to be here for this moment where we're deciding that this is a thing. So correct. Correct. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: you have night? Exactly. (laughs) Ladies night,
0: correct. Did you have any good cocktails? I did, but none of them were completely a standout to me. There were a few that I want to go back and try, one being the key lime pie martini, Mm -hmm. which I didn't try and I'm kicking myself for not trying it, but I drank a lot at the same time. So things that I had were the cold brew martini. I finished out dinner with it and then I realized that it's actually on the menu at a lot of places like Bellevue Lounge. I was like, that's kind of lame. The Old Fashioned, which was Old forester bourbon, cognac, rosemary, aromatic bitters. Honestly, it wouldn't even rank in my top five of Old Fashions. They did brand the Ice Cube, so I can get behind that. But my favorite drink was the Smoked Dark and Stormy. That is Mm. rum with pineapple syrup, sweet vermouth, smoked chili bitters, and Fever Tree ginger beer. That was delicious, I Mm. will say. That was really good. And at the table, we did have the Empress Lime gimlet which obviously you love a Gimlet moment I with empress gin, botanical liquor, and cold pressed lime juice. It was delicious. It was really good. Yeah. So nothing's crazy standout to me, but all solid cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think too, for me, when I go somewhere with seafood, I don't tend to get a cocktail. I think I would probably try the gin one, but yeah. um, I would normally get a glass of wine. I don't know why I didn't get wine. I think I just because I was like, oh, I got to try all the cocktails. Oh, yeah. Oh, I would have totally tried them. But I'm definitely yeah. a, I, I'm a wine gal when it comes to seafood especially. So um, I think I would get wine. But I would definitely try a couple of those. I mean, why not? Yeah. But overall, Narcoozy is Easily in my top three, I think it's not beating out citricose. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why is because food-wise, while I do love seafood, I favor not eating seafood. Yeah, Like if I go places, I won't typically order seafood unless it's a seafood restaurant. Yeah, So that's why I think I would still put citricose at the top of my list. Yeah. But they are neck and neck that is equal competition and I was so impressed with dinner there the atmosphere is great it does give me citricose vibes where it's light and airy I wish it did have a bit of a more theme because it's just I think land and sea is what they're saying yeah and I'm like okay cool yeah yeah but you know overall narcozis, add it to your list if you love seafood this is a must do there is this is it and that's great because Disney needs a restaurant like that Mm -hmm. I don't feel like they have anywhere that has phenomenal seafood like that if you if you want to go for seafood so fully agreed can't wait to go back yeah and now let's progress to a place that neither one of us love oh yes cannot wait good old Toledo over at Coronado Springs here's the thing we had no intention of going to Toledo this week when we were there we actually had California Grill on the the table for Saturday night we were sitting at the dessert party, the fireworks dessert party for Happily Ever After on Monday. And that's when the Michelin Guide released. They're adding new things to the Michelin Guide. And Toledo was one of them. To the fact I found this so bonkers, I FaceTimed the two of you. Know, you did. And I was like, this is mind blowing. It is mind blowing because we have been there previous, but not mm-hmm. together. No. And had similar experiences. Mm hmm. And never and would I ever. No. And so. To be added to the Michelin guide. I, I like I don't think they're getting a Michelin star. I think they'll just mm. be in the Michelin guide. But that is a high, highest of high honors. So we immediately were like, let's book, let's book it for Saturday. Let's go see. Let's go enjoy an entire meal there. I'll start off by saying two things. One, I absolutely do love it up there. It's on 15th floor of Coronado Springs Grandestino Tower. So we had a table that was straight up outlooking all of Hollywood Studios, which was absolutely gorgeous, and the service was absolutely impeccable. It was great service, except for when I congratulated him, I was like, oh my god, you guys are going to be in the Michelin Guide. Congratulations. He was like, I only work here two nights a week. And I was oh, like, okay. I mean, congrats, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> but here's the thing. At no point during this dinner did I think this should be in the Michelin Guide. No. It is so flat compared to Haleo every yeah. single time, and I mean I think that's a one to one comparison. We're talking about yeah. tapa style meals. Haleo is of course over in Disney Springs, owned by Jose Andreas. It is phenomenal. Yes. That that meal is so good. This has disappointed me every single time. Yes, I agree, and I do feel like Haleo is way more authentic. Yes, I agree. And, like and, where's the paella? Where's exactly, the paella, at Toledo? Exactly, exactly. I just you just get a different vibe at both restaurants. Okay. And while like you said, Toledo is beautiful, it yeah. is gorgeous up there. I think Haleo just has the entire atmosphere and and menu down, mm-hmm. um, and that's why it will always be my number one yeah. when it comes to the style of dining. And I think there's some things one to one pan con tomate. The one at Haleo cannot be touched. We had the one at Toledo we did get the gluten-free version because we were with Shindy and I feel like there was like a mix up in the kitchen and they just brought us a gluten-free and we we're like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It was still good, but it cannot touch the one at Haleo. They fly out. I believe they fly out the water for the bread for the pan contumante. Like The level of service there is just so different, which I know we're supposed to be talking about Toledo, but it, this yeah, is right. a Haleo <laughs> scan account. It is. <laughs> But overall, I was just disappointed from the the Spaniard for two, which is their version of the charcuterie board, which I think is kind of important to have on a tapas menu, was good. I did really enjoy it. It had a blue cheese that was absolutely phenomenal. Overall, yes. Then the entrees came. And the issue that I've always had with entrees here is I have previously gotten the brick oven cauliflower that was burnt to a crisp. It's their plant-based version. We ordered. The filet of beef and the hanger steak this time, both ordered the medium. Both came the most inconsistent cooking of it. Part of it was well done. Part of it was medium rare. Yep. How are you on the Michelin guide and you cannot cook simply a steak? Yeah, and that was the problem we had previous. Colin's hanger steak was not cooked the way he wanted it to be cooked. It was, I think, well done. Like, it was overcooked. I genuinely just don't comprehend how this is there, because again, the flavor was good, mm-hmm. and the uh, olive oil, olive oil potato puree that actually came with the puree of beef was phenomenal. It was so good. But if you cannot consistently cook a steak, and there's multiple steaks on the menu, it's a wrap for me. How are you in the Michelin Guide? I don't. I have no clue. That was the conversation all night long. And on top of it, I feel there's little details that I'll be nitpicky about where Shindy's napkin had a hole in it. Oh. And I was like, if we're in the Michelin Guide now, this, this needs to be examined before it comes to the table because... That is such a fine detail, but needs to be addressed. It's like when we went to Monsieur Paul and they didn't change out our silverware for multiple courses. Yes. But both Narcoosie's and Toledo switched them out after every single course. Mm-hmm. That is the fine detail I am looking for. So props to both Narcoosie's and Toledo for that. So what other restaurants are in the Michelin Guide from Disney? So as far as the Michelin Guide is concerned, it said two restaurants have been added. Victorian Alberts, which I'm assuming fell out because they were closed for such a long time during COVID. Mm -hmm. And then Toledo is now on the list. California Grill and Citricos are both on the list already. I just don't see how you can add Victorian Alberts and Toledo at the same time, you know? (laughs) Like, they're just so different. Not even... I understand Narcosis just opened, but they didn't need to add both. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because they already have Citricos and California Grill on there yeah and I really do think California Grill does not deserve to be there anymore with its Agreed. prefix meal it is just rough no like, I really I, rough I totally agree because I think my top before I would yeah. have probably put I would have maybe thought that Topolino's yeah. could maybe could maybe go up there but I think that really the only two re- well three restaurants that should be on there are and Arcozies now mind you have not been back but right. i do think narcozzi's citricos and victorian alberts and that should be it same yep so toledo to me just doesn't even make it for example we even got such a basic thing as the potatoes bravas mm-hmm. horrible oh no like and that's an easy one yeah it's the most basic of anything mm-hmm. we may be ate three of them all of us uh. were like conclusion this is not good so mm-hmm. Overall, I'm disappointed. They do have some good cocktails that I liked. I loved the Grand Gin and Tonic, which is gin with house made saffron orange tonic and soda water. So it's this beautiful, yellowy, orangish color, and it has the most beautiful orange flavor. Absolutely phenomenal. I'd order that every single time. And I also really did enjoy the Prima Manhattan. They're absolutely phenomenal.
1: That 10 out of 10. Great.
0: Would recommend that. But again, I just go to Dahlia Lounge exactly i was literally just about to say that i would just go mm-hmm. to the bar yeah i just it fell flat again for me and i'm very confused as to how it's in the michelin guy i don't know i i just it's it's surprising. so are they paying off exactly though but that's hmm? they have to right yeah I because it's like the inconsistencies do. that are the problem yes. again you had a problem with the steak being cooked. We had a problem with the steak being cooked this time. And the time before that, I had a problem with the ca- how the cauliflower was cooked, which all falls into the same category. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that you cannot temperature-wise throw out a consistent dish, yet somehow you're in the Michelin guide? There is no way, there is not a chance that those three experiences, we all had the rarity that never happens. Exactly. That, the- is, that is a pattern at that point. It Correct, it is. Well, well and that's the tea. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just, Toledo, we want to love you, but we can't. No. Maybe nope. one day, but not anytime soon. No, I really, I had high hopes for it, but then it went right What is the criteria to get on this list, do you know? No, I don't really know what the criteria is, and I know that sometimes if you have a Michelin chef, it puts you whatever, but they they don't have a Michelin chef there. Nah. They, you said if they do, I'm sorry, but that man is losing his Michelin,
1: exactly. The Michelin status.
0: <laughs> exactly. So it'll be interesting. I think the official ceremony is sometime in May where they actually say, because right now we're feeling like they'll be added to the guide and not get a Michelin star. But of course we could be wrong because they don't make that presentation until May. Right. Well, so we'll we'll, we'll report back when that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> wow. All right. Next yeah, up, Roundup Rodeo. Yes, very different what? from Toledo. <laughs> but is it? Yeah. <laughs> so true. Mm. Finally, Hollywood Studios got a new restaurant. I feel like Hollywood Studios, and I know you'll agree with me on this one, is lack table service restaurants. Yes, because the only one that I would ever go to is Hollywood Brown Derby. Same. Everything I- else garbage. Yeah, garbage, exactly. And with Hollywood Brown Derby, I feel it's very pricey, so you're mm-hmm. if you want to go there, it's not an every time trip. You know, you don't go there all the time. And not that you would go here all the time, but at least there's another option now. Yeah. Overall, the atmosphere and vibe, I'm totally here for. I thought I was going to hate it when I saw the sneak previews come out cuz I was like this seems so cheap. Yeah. And I mean, I get that again, we're still in Andy's backyard, we're still shrunk down to toy size. But one, the staff was absolutely amazing. They're totally into everything that they do there. They know the backline of every Toy Story thing. It is actually crazy how much information they knew. They kept making Toy Story jokes that clearly went over my head. And I was like, yeah, 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 yep, <laughs> yep. I get that. That's awesome. Um, so if you're like a diehard Toy Story person, yeah. this is the place for you because the servers there will completely be on your level. But you walk in, it's the same as the queue for both Slinky Dog Dash and Toy Story Mania, Mm -hmm. where it has the over-exaggerated, you feel like you're inside a toy box. And and Andy comes. Well, you think he's coming and everybody freezes. And the entire time you knew it was happening, you knew it was going to come. And I was like, please, for the love of God, do not let me be walking to the bathroom. Yeah, right. Because I don't want to have to freeze in the walkway. I am going to be sprinting back to the table and being like, I will not be stuck here standing in the middle of the hallway frozen. But I think this is another one where experience is more important than the food. However, the food is still really good. Good. The it starts with their bread service, which is the homemade cheddar biscuits with sweet pepper jelly. No, oh, Bella sounds so good. Forty out of ten. You know like, how much I like any type of spread that goes on any type of bread. So <laughs> spreads on bread. She's I love spreads it. on bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would totally put the sweet pepper jelly on literally everything at the table. Mm. I'm like, kale salad? Great. Yeah. Sweet pepper jelly. <laughs> watermelon? Great. Sweet yeah. pepper jelly. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. But it's it's an interesting meal. We ordered pretty much everything because there were five of us. We had a gluten allergy and then we're like, let's do plant-based. So it starts with three salads, tomato salad, a romaine and kale salad, and a watermelon salad. I think you call this. You are like, the watermelon salad? What is it? Watermelon? Yes. That's it. Yeah. It looked just like watermelon. Nothing else. It's cubed watermelon. There's no fanciness to it besides that. But the romaine and kale salad was phenomenal. Apples, dried cranberries, pumpkin seeds, and green goddess dressing. Mm, I do. I love a green goddess. It was so good. And I will say I was impressed because the portions were not large. So there were five of us, but they were teeny tiny salad portions. Which I think is great because a lot of times when you do family style, this is served family style. It's $45 per person and Mm -hmm. $25 per child. When that's served family style, sometimes they just bring you way too much. Yeah, and it goes wasted for sure. Correct. Not here. Nice. When it comes to meats, though, they have a a plethora of a basket that they give you, which is pretty impressive. Smoked ribs, beef brisket, This is sausage in my boots, (laughs) and barbecue chicken. This sausage in my boots. It's a fire grilled pork sausage. Oh. I would have I would have had that for every single meal for the rest of the trip. Wow. That's how good it was. It was phenomenal. Wow. Besides that, the beef brisket was good and so was the barbecued chicken. The ribs were absolutely awful. Oh. Like, you know when you get a rib and you have to try to pry it from the bone? Yes. That was it. Oh no. Which was a bummer. But overall, great barbecue. Mm-hmm. And I'm very impressed. We were walking in Toy Story Land. We turned the corner from the Waltz, you mm-hmm. know, his mm-hmm. little show. And it, the smokers hit you in the face. And it wow. was like 9 at night. And it just smelled like amazing smoked meat. That's awesome. And I was like, I can get used to the smell in Toy Story Land. <laughs> it, ge- yeah. it gives you backyard vibes, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's actually backyard vibes. Totally, so. totally. How were the sauces? horrible oh no that's like part of the reason why i love barbecue yes so they have three sauces at the table they have a spicy one a sweet one and an original one i believe two out of three of them the only one that had any viscosity to it was the sweet one the rest of them were water you poured them out and it was just water and the flavor was diluted too so Hmm. disappointed but you know what we're like two weeks two three weeks in. i feel there's still room for improvement yeah yeah definitely because not isn't like a carolina barbecue a little bit more like it's more vinegary yes. so yes. it was like that consistency but water but yeah no flavor got it got it got it <laughs> <laughs> not not where you wanted it to be but overall yeah. though i was impressed i would 100 percent go back to a rodeo round of barbecue in a heartbeat i'm excited to bring you guys yeah the sides were great and i think it's one of those things too where it's select four sides for the table and there's eight or nine sides The second they bring them to the table, they ask if you want more and you can order more things. Oh, nice. Highlights for me, the force field fried pickles were actually really good, even though Colin would hate them because they're spheres and not, like, coins. He is such a hater. (laughs) He is. But he had those ones at Black Tap the other day that looked so good. If you're following us on Instagram, you didn't see them, but my God, they looked good. Yeah, they did look good. And the slinky dog mac and cheese, that was good. So, Overall, I would come here again. But, Bella, the drinks? Mm Mm-hmm. Awful. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say they were good. (laughs) No. (laughs) The Snake Eye Margarita. It is tequila with watermelon juice, lime juice, agave, and smoked chili bitters. So you're telling me a watermelon margarita? Awful. Oh, no. I know. Were they just, like, watery? Yes. It tasted like literal nothing. Oh, no. I don't know if it's that we came from La Cava Del Tequila before this. No, this (laughs) is (laughs) is a good point. (laughs) We might be a little swayed, but overall, absolutely not it. I did get the grown-ups iced chocolate and rum because we did talk about that one previously when the menu dropped. That was chocolate rum, rum chata, chocolate toasted marshmallow. It was good, but how am I supposed to drink that with barbecue? No, you're not. Like, it's a dessert drink. Correct. It would have been fine at dessert but yeah no no so well maybe they'll revamp those soon yeah yeah i just think they need to throw out the entire drink menu and what they what they should do is just do like a lemonade different kinds of lemonades Uh boozy lemonades you know exactly it should be like a create your own like they have at sebastian's with the rum old-fashioned yeah Yeah. back andy's backyard lemonades come on now how i mean amazing you pick a different flavor. You got because the grown ups lemonade is so good with the yeah. cherry and the cherry puree. Exactly. This is a missed opportunity. It is. It's you a could do lemonade like, stand. Yeah, yeah. You could do strawberry basil. Yes. Pomegranate, dragon fruit. I mean, there the list is endless. Yeah, we're f- we're for hire for free. Again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can you can you can pick an herb. You can pick a fruit, and then a, an exactly. alcohol of choice, which probably would be vodka. But anyway, that's what they. I mean, do. exactly. I'll put some tequila and eliminate every once in a while. Yeah, sure. I not <laughs> Yeah. But overall, I, I really did like Roundup Rodeo. I think it's a good addition to Hollywood Studios. I'd 100% go again. Will I go every trip? Absolutely not. But I will go again. And I will go, especially when you're bringing people to get the feel of Disney, of a good spot that's not character dining. Because there's no characters yep. there. But you want them to get a Disney vibe. It's like the equivalent of staying at all-star movies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very thieving in your face. Yeah, and I do think families would really like it. I was thinking, I don't know if I would go there. I want to go, of course, yeah. but I think Finn would have a great time. He Maybe would. not at this age, but like definitely. He'd be a little older. overstimulated at this point, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. But in general, he'd have a good time. Yeah. It is. There's so much to look at. Yeah, yeah. So it's on my list of I want to return, but I don't need to rush back there. Right, exactly. So. I get that. All right, last place, rounding it out. Happily Ever After is officially back. How are you feeling? Oh. You know, I watched it live. I had to. Yeah. I was laying in bed. I was about to go to sleep and I was like, "You know what? I need I need to. I need to watch it live." So, wasn't the best feed. I'm I think my my service is horrible well i think service was horrible too in yeah. magic kingdom at yeah. that point this is a good everybody point. was live <laughs> yeah this is a good point um Funny. but i saw enough <laughs> i yeah. saw enough of it to really get the vibe obviously and just it i'm just so happy it's back I, it's my favorite show that they have ever same. had and it just the second the music starts i get emotional same were you crying no wow. i think i had drank too much um. coffee <laughs> Everybody you know? around me was sobbing, and I was like, I'm feeling anything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's probably best, though. I don't, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want to sob in the middle of Badge no. Kingdom, personally. No. And I mean, I've definitely cried daring Happily ever after. Like the yeah. last time I saw when I was yeah. supposed to leave forever, I sobbed like a baby. But I will say, I will have trouble ever doing fireworks again without doing the fireworks dessert party. Really? Yeah, because check-in was supposed. To, the fireworks are at nine. Check-in was supposed to be at seven thirty. They started checking us in at seven, so they were seeking you at seven p.m. So from nice. seven p.m. on, you got your selection of desserts. There's for us savory girls. There's literally nothing. There's like crostini yeah. and a few cubes of cheese. Lovely. But there is unlimited cava. <laughs> That's where they get you. Yeah, yeah, we went in strong for that one, mm-hmm. and we kind of just went crazy. Also, we did have Shindy, who is gluten-free. And if you are gluten-free, this you need to book this. Point blank period. They have a special tray for you, which is by the Gluten-Free Bakery at Disney Springs. The Erin McKinnis. It is this huge tray. And on top of it, you cannot get anything to go for normal people, but they will bring you a box for gluten-free things. It comes with so many gluten free things that is worth your ninety nine dollars alone. Yeah, that's, like easily. When you that's posted, all it was. I think you posted a photo of that in your stories, yeah. and it looked good. And I rarely say that about a dessert party, you know, like yeah. how you know the, and and this is a gluten free tray sure. that looked good. Yeah, and that's awesome that you can take it to go. The gluten free yes. ones, especially because you know, they put so much into that, and it's not easy to have gluten free options. But overall, unlimited beer, wine sodas pog juice all that and so we got in at seven and the fireworks started at nine and i would say by 8 eight fifteen, the entire dessert party area cleared out and all of us were like hi we don't want to leave because we can still drink right now so why would we just walk over to the hubgrass so we said to them is there a reason we need to get to the Hubgrass this early? And they're like, oh, some people just want a better view. Mm. And I was like, we're in a fenced off area in the Hubgrass. I literally could care less. Like, And and we've seen it. It's 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 about being there. I mean, you'll see enough. Exactly. So we ended up staying 8 845. So we were by ourselves, essentially. They were turning on over tables because that becomes the post-dessert party we did the pre-one. Mm-hmm. They were turning over tables, but they were not rushing us in any way to leave whatsoever because I think there was just such an anticipation on night one. That everybody was gone. But we sat there and kept drinking and we walked over at 845 and got an amazing spot and had a great view of happily ever after. So I think so many people rushed and stopped doing things just because they felt they needed to and it was unnecessary. But yeah. That hubgrass viewing that it's blocked yeah. off where you're not crowded, because people were camping out all day on day one for this. I know, I know. Worth it. It was I, I would do it even on a normal night because you can have some nice glasses of kava as you're sitting there relaxing and enjoying yourself and the desserts are fine they're nothing to write home about but so how much was it 99 and that includes tax it's 99 flat, flat. okay yeah but here's the thing that's actually not bad because mm-hmm. for essentially an hour and 45 minutes you got yep. in at seven you left that area at 8 45 then you had, obviously, the special area to stand in and watch the fireworks. You could drink whatever you wanted for oh. an hour and 45 minutes. You would make that $99 up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what do you, you think? A glass of kava is like 16 bucks. Yeah, I would say if you were to order a glass of kava in Magic Kingdom, it would be 11 to $16, somewhere yeah. in there. Exactly. Yep. And so, there was a point in time where we had like, 10 empty glasses on the table yeah yeah and they were constantly coming and removing we 100% made up for whatever we did yeah and I mean obviously then dessert but even if you're not you know even if you have one little dessert yeah or or some cheese and crackers I mean correct whatever they have a crepe stand where you get to make your own crepes and there there is a lot of things there's also like a cookie decorating section so if you have kids Hmm. it's cheaper for children and it's definitely they'll find something that they can do to enjoy themselves but I was so impressed with the dessert party it was totally worth it for me and I'd do it again in a heartbeat that's awesome yeah it's just nice to have that spot on the hubgrass because you are on the actual hub grass mm-hmm. that is roped off and you don't have to worry about being crowded or saving your spot early because mm-hmm. people do be crazy when it comes to fireworks yes correct and I cannot I simply cannot no, I would be interested to I'm I'm sure the food and everything is the same for the dessert party that's after the fireworks. Yes. But I would be interested to see if people like after or before. You know, I guess it's yeah. personal preference, but for me, I think I would always think about doing one before, but I never yeah. really thought about doing one after cuz you still get the specialty like spot to watch. Right. You do. So. I will say the one bonus about doing it before is we had stacked Lightning Lanes, so mm. after the fireworks were at nine and the park was open till eleven, so we just went and rode a ton of rides. We did yeah. Enchanted Tales with Belle for the first nice. time ever. I've never done that. What? Yeah, we're gonna no. have to do it. But it was so much fun. I was the beast. I That's was awesome. awesome. You know, Colin uh, when he was a kid was Gaston. I love that. I would like to. I would definitely go in with Finn. Yeah, yeah. We should go. I we'll mean, go. but I, I would go in anyway. I've gone past it and been like, oh, I need to do that, and then I never do. But it was nice, though. We got to do that. We got to do the people mover. We got to do the barnstormer. We were just moving throughout all the things in Fantasyland and got to ride a bunch after the fireworks, which I think was the benefit of having it beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I totally can see that. And mm. and I think for me, too, like, a lot of times after fireworks, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah.
1: All and I would leave. That,
0: but I don't know. Everyone's Everyone's different. I know some people that really love to be in the park as late as possible. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I guess... The park always closes at 11, because I also would be interested to see if the fireworks would end the night, and yeah. then they would have the dessert party after, even when the park starts to close. close early. Yeah. yeah. I'd be intrigued. Yeah. But overall, I'd do this again. Nice. Totally worth it. I I did it in uh, October the 50th, mm-hmm. or the Halloween ones, and yes. I, I enjoyed it there as well. But to me, it's better. I've done the dessert parties over in DCA and California Adventure, and I just, they're like, Absolutely terrible compared to the ones in Disney World. So, yeah, I, highly I do recommend think, the ones in Florida. Yeah, I do think in Disney World, I've been to a bunch, and yeah, they've always been pretty. They've always been good, and they always yeah. and I think too, what's unique about most of them is they always have alcohol. Mm-hmm. That I know like in the one in Magic Kingdom, they didn't have any cocktails, right? It was just wine no, and beer. No, just beer and wine, yep. Some of the others, and if they bring them back, which I don't know if they plan on bringing them back, but in the other parks, they had them with specialty cocktails as well. hmm Batch cocktails, remember, but. But I remember that because you guys did the frozen one. Yeah, we've done the frozen one. We've done the jingle bam, but that mm-hmm. one, the, the Christmas yeah, yeah. one over in Hollywood Studios. When Rivers of Light was a thing, which this is, you know, years and years and years ago, they had a Rivers of Light one as well. And they had a specialty cocktails there as well, which those were amazing. Yeah. Because you know, Animal I agree. Kingdom. Great job with drinks. The best but... place. The best place to drink. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I think that Disney really thinks about what park you're in and really designs it off of that, which I think is which is very unique. It's not just a standard dessert party in each park. They do something different. So Yeah. And you can't even go wrong because the little chocolate covered strawberries have the happily ever after logo on them. Love Come that. On. Love and that. Jordan Fisher was there the night that I was there. Ugh. I did not see him. He was in the opposite side of the hubgrass in like the VIP seating. But, you know, he was I, love, I love him. Don't we all? I love he's that just he's man. just on Twitter, just like we did it, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like he did manifest that himself, just yes. for the record. <laughs> yes. And, you know, did you know that he's currently on Broadway? Yes. I need to go see Sweeney Todd so yeah, yeah. badly. Did you see the guy that found him outside of like right before Happily Ever After came back and he got him to sing Ready to Begin? No, really? Yeah. He like walked up to him at stage door. He was like, can I get a Ready to Begin? And Jordan Fisher sang it. I love it. You know, I feel like he just loves, he loves it. He loves it as much as we do. Exactly. Exactly. So- he got married at Disney. He did all mm-hmm. those things at Disney. I think he gets it. He is a Disney adult and we love Jordan Fisher for that. We do. hmm We did it. We did it. The hot take is Colin in Disneyland without us. Yeah, exactly. The hot take is my mother not only DM'd the Main Street dish, she also texted me and said, is Colin okay? I feel like he's eaten too much and he's going to be sick. <laughs> Both a text message oh <laughs> and a DM to the Main Street dish. I love that. I said, Colin, my mother, is very worried about you right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the funniest thing ever. Today, she said to me, you really had him go eat that corn dog? I was like, I did not, peer- I did not force him to eat the corn dog. He did it on his own free will. He did. Huh? He went over there and got that corn dog. I would never eat that corn dog with peanut butter. N- it needs ranch. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It does. Mm, I love peanut be- butter, but not with that. They even agreed with us on their... Instagram. They were like, ooh, ranch does sound good. I'm like, duh. Yeah, of course. We're not wrong. No. Yeah. That's the hot take is that uh Dardar was concerned about Collins' Colin's well being. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he but, was eating a lot and he didn't have us to have you know share. Correct. He was just eating it all himself. We'll make sure he posts it and like a highlight. So if you guys missed him in Disneyland the other day, you can go literally see everything that man ate. Yeah. And it was a it lot. It was a lot. It was nonstop. Good for him. <laughs> We love that. We love that for him. Yep. So that's it for this episode of The Main Street Dish. Be sure to rate our show on iTunes and don't forget to subscribe on Instagram and over on Patreon. For Bella and I guess Colin, I'm Bethany and this has been The Main Street Dish. (laughs)